Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, it is uh, 1235 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now, uh, where guests receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night in the town, every meal is an occasion. At Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Uh, they are open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m., and you can tell them that Oilers Now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show one of the most plugged-in men in the business. And uh, dare I say, one of the most popular guests on the show as well. Courtesy of our friends at Abe's Door Service, where services are specialty, uh, visit abesdoor.ca. We have basically five regulars on this show. And he is amongst Me? the five most popular guests on this show. <laughs> that is Those a, other four people are all garbage. I have no idea who they are, yeah, but they're so all garbage. <laughs> all right. Well, you can settle out with Frank Saravalli down the road and John Shannon. And, uh, I, oh, Shannon. Oh, Saravalli. Oh. Louis DeBrosque. Well, I'm not picking a fight with that guy. He's not that tough, trust me. Uh, you know, <laughs> the crazy part about Louis is he, he's called the polar bear. So let's just say there's been a few times when maybe uh, coming back from flights, I'll, I'll give him a ride back to his uh, palatial estate in the city's west end. And yeah. I have the heat up as soon as, like, as soon as we get to the vehicle, I'm cranking that heat up all the way in my uh, F-150, courtesy of our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. How's that for a little bit of placement, uh, product placement there? Okay. Okay. And he complains within a minute that it's too hot in the truck. I'm like, Louie, like. You know, I'm the one with the extra layer, Louie, and I'm telling you, it's not hot enough in this truck yet. So, he ain't that- I have to tell you that you know, it was like that too. Was Kevin Weeks when we worked together at the CBC? Kevin wanted the studio to be an ice box because he would heat up and sweat if it uh, if it was too warm. So that was the only thing I, I remember working with Kevin. I was like, oh my god, studio's going to be an ice box tonight. I did not like that. I'm with you. I hate it cold too, man. Like, like I know we're Canadian and we're supposed to be tough and everything, but there's a reason why there's heat in vehicles. Use them. <laughs> All right, That's right. I'm with you. Uh, and by the way, we, we'd be remiss without mentioning Mark Spector, who's another regular contributor to the show. But you know, he's, he's garbage, also. Uh, and often, uh, yeah, we've had different perspectives on things. Hey, let's uh, let's let's do a little aside here. How much of the yeah. World Cup did you watch? A lot. I, I watch it uh, almost every day. Um, uh, I'm. Uh, I, I really enjoy watching uh, elite level competition. I, I'm not a guy who gets a lot 
uh, I don't have a lot of time to watch club soccer, yeah. but I do watch ma- major tournament soccer. Uh, I do like it. I, I think the tournament's been excellent. I mean, those pictures today, I was actually watching uh, Uruguay, Ghana, and uh, seeing you know the look on Suarez's face when they when they posted the South Korea score on the yeah. scoreboard. Yeah, I mean it's you can't beat that. Sports is the last unscripted thing in the world, and. Uh, uh, you, you cannot beat the pure emotion of that. I've been watching a lot. Hey, and Canada has uh, 13 players off that team, 25 and under. Like, they have a chance to grow yep. there in the future. I mean, it yep. was a tough performance no overall, right? But, hey. Look, like, I, I'm not I'm not big on participation trophies, uh, right. Bob. I, I'm really not. Um, this was a unique experience. It was something, like, I, like I, I, I'm with you. I think a lot of us think this is just the first step to something that's going to be great for years to come. Um, you know, I just wish it would have gone a little bit better. Me too. That's all. Elliot, yeah. we are going to switch focus and talk at the start of the, you know, and you know I feel this way. Uh, in a perfect world, the top three teams in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference are Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. They all have a similar, unique challenge going on right now. Thatcher Demko hasn't been Thatcher Demko, and now he's a little bit banged up. Jacob Markstrom, by his own admission, has not been near good enough, and the same can be said for Jack Campbell. Give me your assessment on the goaltending situation in those three respective markets. Well, Demko's just, uh, he's having an MRI today, uh, uh, Bob, so we'll see what the damage is. Uh, if there is, how serious that was after he left the game last night when it was three nothing. I, I like, hey, like I'll be the first guy to admit it. I completely misread Demko. I picked him to win the Vezna this year. Like that is shaping up. There's still time, Bob, but it's not shaping up to be a very good pick. And I, I've been astonished at how much he struggled this year. I know he had some surgery last season, but in the off season, but I don't think it explains this. Um, you know, he's really had a nightmare year. He's basically lost the job to Spencer Martin. And the thing that concerns me about that is, first of all, they have a really good goalie coach. And number two, you know, there have been times that they basically, you know, said, you're going to stay on the ice and practice while Martin plays. And still, he hasn't gotten back to that level. So, like, I'm, I'm astonished at how this year has gone for Demko. I, I really am. Um, you know, I, I think Markstrom... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, hey, we saw the playoffs, the way they went last year. They didn't go well for him after that Dallas series. But I think a lot of us thought that was kind of like an Euler flaw. The Oilers were the one team that tormented them last year. And I think we thought that was kind of uniquely to them as opposed to anyone else. Um, you know, he's really struggling. I wonder if Vladar gets a bit of a run here for Calgary. Um, I still am hopeful that Markstrom will figure it out. I, I, I think of the three of them, he's the one I generally long-term believe in the most that he will figure it out. The Campbell thing here, like I have, I have a few different thoughts on this, Bob. Number one, I mean, he's notoriously hard on himself. I, like, I've been here before. Um, like, it's not something I like to talk about it a lot, uh, but when I mucked up a swim in Rio... One of the things that pissed me off most about myself in the aftermath is I couldn't get my head straight. And it affected the way I broadcast the rest of those Olympics. And that really pissed me off about myself because you have to get your head out of your ass, basically, and get going back in a proper direction. 
And I see Campbell as a guy who um, he he really gets he gets down on himself. And I, I think you have to get out of it. And one of the things I wondered actually on Merrick's show today in Toronto is I almost wonder if they have to tell Campbell, look, like we'll, you, you can't talk to the media for a while. Like you're taking a timeout. We know you want to be accountable. Uh, we we know you want to answer the questions, and that's what you should do. But we don't know if this is helping. Now, I admit it's counterintuitive for me to say that. I don't really like the fact I'm saying it. I know there'll be other reporters who won't like that I'm saying it. But I'm just looking at it purely from a how do we fix Jack Campbell kind of question. And I just wonder if one of the things they have to do is say, Jack, stop beating yourself up and just worry about your performance on the ice. You know, the other thing I was wondering, and, and Bob, like I haven't talked to the others about this. This is just purely my own thinking. Is I looked at what happened with Cal Peterson the other day in, in L.A., and they sent him down to the American Hockey League, and he's going to play. I don't know. Like, I, like I wonder if the do the Oilers look at that and say, maybe we should try that. Yeah. And it's it's not like look if he goes on like if 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 this is just me thinking out loud. If he goes on waivers, he's going to clear, and maybe that's what you do. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at ideas for how can you fix this. Elliot, just, and I, I sent you a text when this happened, uh, and I know it upset you on that call, but Charlie Jones had hundreds. Uh, I, I, Bob, Bob, uh, I don't I, want to talk about it. I, I really I'm don't. I'm just saying, I don't like, like, I'm just, I'm just, play by play I, I, everybody I, makes mistakes, man. Listen I, to us so I know, I'm, ju- I, I, I'm just I using it to I know, talk I know. about my frame. Okay. That's yeah. all. All right, You have go. to have... In this planet, you have to have a short memory. 100%. You, one of the things that people like Jack Campbell knows and that you and I know is that when you go into this business, you accept that your mistakes, whenever they happen, everyone's going to see them. You're out there. And if you are not a, a prepared for that trade-off, then don't do it. But like that's the one thing I look at with Campbell is sometimes I think he gets into such a rut that he can't get out of it. And if I'm the Oilers, I'm saying maybe we have to give this guy a bit of immediate timeout. Yeah. I had a, I had a beauty, Elliot, that John Sexsmith, you know, John, great guy, right? Yeah. yeah. He's a, yeah. I mean, he was the best man at my wedding. Once a year, we sit down and have a couple seven ups and play back a little bit of a play-by-play <laughs> sequence from 1989, uh, where somebody's ego, yours truly, butchered um, mm-hmm. a call on something, and it's the funniest thing you'll ever hear. You like it's it's so well. You know what? That's eh, just the way it works. You laugh sometimes. All right. I I don't know if I'd put Cam- I I think what Campbell needs to is he needs to be supported because he's so mm-hmm. hard on himself. Personally, there's mm-hmm. not a chance I'd put him on waivers. But they got to get back to, you know, he had a 25-game stretch where he was a 930 goalie with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm not saying he needs to be 930, but he can't be 870. You know what I'm saying? He, well, look, like, like, like Bob, like, I'm not saying, I, I don't know that they're going to do that. I was just thinking out loud. Right. Like, all I'm thinking about right now is what do the Edmonton, because I know I'm coming on this show today. I know you're going to ask me about him. Right. So I'm thinking, what would I do if I'm the Oilers? Like, Number one, it's it's you got to ride Skinner a bit, yes. and it looks like they're going to do that. So, and that's fine. Like he deserves to be the number one goalie right now, and you got to ride him a bit. But the other thing I'm thinking is, what are we doing to fix Campbell to get him in a better point of uh, 
point of view. And that was one of the things that, you know, it was just batting around in my head. All right. Yesterday, a deadline came and passed uh, with the talented player, Alex Formanton, who for me is, you know, a legitimate top six NHL forward. Now, anyhow, bottom line here, this is going to be, all I'm going to say, Elliot, this is going to be an interesting guy to watch in the future, isn't it? Well, look, I, look, I, I think, like, you know, we don't know the full story here yet. Right. Okay? And that's why I'm very careful about what I say. Look, we all know there's an investigation going on. We, A lot of us who are around the sport believe that the NHL is waiting for the London police to give them some direction on which way they're leaning. Right. Now... Do we have that on the record? No, we don't. But I, that's generally where the information is taking us. Yeah. Um, but we don't know. We, we don't know exactly what happened here and what everybody's involvement was or wasn't. Right. And I'm just going to be careful until we know that. Yeah. But uh, I think that it's. I, I think teams, until they have some clarity on that, they didn't want to do it. I mean, you look at the uh, the. The reaction of Boston after they signed Mitchell Miller and then walked away from it, I think teams obviously took notice of that. Um, I, I just think that at this point in time, you know, he's the only one of those players who doesn't have a contract. Uh, everyone else who's who's been kind of hinted at or on that team, they're all playing because they have contracts. This is the one player who didn't have a contract. And that's the situation he was caught in. And until there's clarity, uh, I think people are just going to be careful. All right. Uh, right now, listeners texting the show saying, Bob, beyond Campbell, Edmonton has to upgrade on defense, which circles back for our weekly conversation on Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Anything changed over the course of the last week? What do you think the ask is at this time? Has Bill Armstrong come, you know, come down a little bit in terms of the projected no. ask? No. Okay. I, I don't think he has. And Chickren's played pretty well. Like I didn't, I didn't really get a chance to watch their game last night against LA a lot. I was watching, you know, I was watching you guys, and I was watching the Flames, and I was then I was watching Vancouver. So I didn't get a ton, I didn't get the opportunity to watch a ton of uh, LA Arizona. I'll have to go back and look. But he had been playing very well. Um, you know, I think, I think the Coyotes, um, you know, they're looking for, like, two first-rounders or two things comparable to a first-rounder plus. And, the, you know, their price hasn't come down a lot. And the fact is, when Chikrin came back, he was scoring, and that's a good thing for them. Now, I think I, I've heard that he's asked to go to a contender, um, that's not a guarantee. You know, ultimately, Arizona has control over this. He does not have protection. I've heard he's preferred to go to a contender. Um, you know, the one thing I, I think here is with you guys, I don't think you guys have really been in this much. Okay. Now, do I think it? I, do I think at times, Bob, you guys have, as an organization have said, should we be in this a little bit more? I think that question has been asked, but to this point... I don't get the sense that uh, you guys are are hard, hard at chicken. Yeah. Uh, I actually think, Bob, you mentioned the name last night that the Oilers have looked at, or 
sorry, two nights ago is the Chicago game. You mentioned a name that the Oilers have looked at, but that's a forward, and that's Sam Lafferty, who's injured now in Chicago. Yeah, well, I just think the Oilers need to change. Like, look, they got to get some stops here. They, if Broberg, they're either going to have to give you know what or get off the pot on Broberg. You have him up here. Don't play him ten minutes a game. You got to play yeah. it's in, because they cut nurses. The first thing that Dave Manson and Jay Woodcroft did was cut Darnell's minutes from 26 to 23. And then he played 29 yeah. against Chicago. Just play Broberg more. See what you got. And if he can't, if he's not ready or you don't believe he can graduate to that level, then you have to contemplate going and getting a rental at some point. And uh, on defense. But they've got to add up front. I, I don't care. Even with the four guys out. Once they get those four guys back, in my opinion, they still need to change the dynamic, and Lafferty's a very useful player. Is there anybody else that's... Uh, by the way, as an aside, would the Montreal Canadiens contemplate trading Josh Anderson? Sorry. Would much, I don't know. I, I think... I, I, I think... I think they're going really well right now. Yes, they are. Uh, they, they are. I, I don't think they're too eager to screw around with things too much. Like, 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 I think they'll listen to anything, but I don't really get the impression that they're too eager to rush into anything. You know, like, like there were a lot of rumors about Sean Monaghan who had a big night, and I, I've just been told that they just said to him, like, you know, relax and play, and we'll sort this out somewhere down the road, what your future is. And, um, like, uh, I think that that's kind of the way they look at uh, a lot of things. I, like, I think they've been trying to move forward, but I don't think that because they have a log jam. I think that's kind of been like whether it's Hoffman or Dodonov or although I'll tell you this, Dorak's played pretty well. I, and that was earlier. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, Duran comes Duran's contract in its final year, but I haven't heard that they've been actively trying to do anything with Anderson. And Elliot, it's got to be stated, and it pains me to say this, but not really. Kudos to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They don't have Morgan Riley. They don't have mm-hmm. Jake Muzzin. They don't have TJ Brody. What are they? Well, they won like 13 of their last 15 or something. Like playing great. Yeah, we had we had them all fired, and they're fourth in the NHL right now. Without, uh, without three of their top four defensemen. And they had both goalies out for a little bit of time too. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. So yeah, they've uh, Marner's played great. Uh, a lot of those guys have played really well. But the guy who I think really also deserves a lot of praise for how much he's stepped up in the uh, early part of the season is Mark Giordano. I think he's been excellent. Awesome stuff, Elliot. Thanks for your time. All right. Take care, Bob. Be well, my man. We'll see you later. That's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers, courtesy of our friends at Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. Goaltending. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. How do you handle the situation? Heck, we'll even open up the phone lines. And is it goaltending or is it also a reflection on defense, the makeup of the team? Uh, I mean, let's face it. The Oilers, are, they're, they're bottom six in goals against right now in the NHL. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Give me your thoughts. Uh, we're going to go fully interactive for about the next 37 minutes on the show. You're listening to Oilers Now. All right, it's 12.55 in Edmonton. If you're looking for a perfect holiday gift, join Oilers Now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play their Pacific Division rivals, the Vegas Golden Knights. Well done, by the way, Brendan. Love that song coming back. Then. The newest travel package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Strip. Great game tickets and a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers Now Hockey Vegas package, reach out to newwesttravel.com. We are going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We'll also get to your text. 780-496-0063. How would you handle the Oilers goaltending situation? Um, is it more than just goaltending? And, and wow, I've not heard this guy for a while on the show. I, I don't recall hearing from him last year when the Oilers knocked off the Calgary Flames in round two. In fact, or all summer, but we are, uh, well, patiently waiting the return. Let's get serious with Gord on line seven. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are, busy. How are things in Innisfail? Ah, uh, cold. Cold. Like well, <laughs> you know what? You know what they say out of people that don't make a success of themselves out of Innisfail. They're failures. Yeah, They're right Innisfailers. Yes, oldest joke in the book. All right, what do you got for us, Gordon? <laughs> Well, we used to plant trees in a former life. I used to pick fruit in a former life, and among the types of fruit I picked, I picked grapes. And to, I'll get around to what I'm getting at here in just a sec. The Oilers, I think, can be argued, have the talent to win a cup, okay? Okay. The problem is they're like a bunch of grapes that's not evenly ripened. So you've got grapes that are totally in their prime, and you've got grapes that are too immature, unripened. And the problem is is we as a team, including management, I would argue, are not all ripening at the same time. I think that you've got forwards who are truly elite. You've got a defense core. Uh, and supporting actors who are just not ready for being picked and ready to do it. And I think that's what we're struggling with. We've got an upside-down team. We've got a defense that's inexperienced, and we've got an offense that's truly ready to for the big time. And as a result, we're getting a mixed and frustrating result. And I think that goes up to coaching, too. I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Woodruff has, has, has something to uh to answer for here as well. I mean, you were complaining about how they're handling uh, face-off situations and whatnot. I think that, that goes right, right back to the coach as well. I don't see a lot of questioning of his coaching this year. Well, part of the reason why there hasn't, Gord, in fairness, been question of Jay is because he came up last year and had the team at a 724 points percentage in the final 38 games of the year. So I think he's bought, he's bought some latitude with the fan base. You know what, though? In terms of the D not ripening at the same time of the forwards, uh, you obviously... Uh, had these thoughts fermenting for a long time, and <laughs> I, I don't mind the post the potion that you're mixing here. I think there's a lot of logic to it. I don't mean to be rude. I got to get to break. No sweat. Thanks Take care, for the buddy. call, Gord. You bet. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We're gonna go full board calls and texts next half hour after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.